I'm Hannah Trum, and this is Hypocritical, a podcast from Palbox where we discuss security, technology, and compliance news with healthcare industry leaders. Data breaches and HIPAA fines are everywhere in healthcare. If your organization isn't proactive about protecting PHI, you're only tempting fate. When it comes to a breach, everything from employee training to how long it takes an organization to notify the HHS is essential. Each month, here at Pawbox, we publish a report that analyzes HIPAA breaches affecting more than 500 people that are reported to the HHS. Under the High Tech Act, the HHS Secretary is required to post these breaches to the breach notification portal publicly, or what most people in the industry call the HHS Wall of Shame. On today's episode, I welcome back Pawbox Customer Success Manager Asia Anderson to discuss the latest HIPAA breach report and trends she's observed over the last month. Asia, could you give our listeners a quick rundown of the data found in the August 2021 HIPAA breach report? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me back, Hannah. Of course. Uh, It's it's important to call out that the data that we review here monthly is only what's been reported in that previous month. So, you know, it's August, but we're talking about what happened in July. And I'm mentioning this because it can take months for companies to detect a breach, even though we see these reports of breaches daily. Um, And so looking at these numbers, I see two massive breaches on network servers in New York and Wisconsin that affected over 3.6 million people collectively. That's a ton of people. Yeah, (laughs) that's a couple couple folks. Um, (laughs) That's like the population population of Houston right there, totally getting breached. Yes, that's exactly correct. Um, And I think it's, I'm glad that you bring the context in because we throw these big numbers out. They don't really mean anything. Um, But when you put it into context, if you can think about the city of Houston, it's fairly large. The fourth largest Um, city in America, yes. (laughs) Yep. So yes, thank you for that. Um, No surprise, network servers led again as the primary source of breaches um, they just you know, they just love being number one. And over 500,000 people were affected by email breaches specifically. Which is not a small amount of people. And I think that the two large breaches by a network server can really overshadow mm-hmm. or, make, or make people think that email isn't as much of a threat as it really is. Because when you're looking at the grand scheme of things, yeah, 500,000 people is not the same as almost 4 million, but that's sure. still a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's more than the size of, you know, most companies that the people out there are working in. Um, I don't know that anybody anybody knows what it feels like to be in a group of 500,000, um, several football stadiums worth of people. It's, it's a lot of folks. It's a lot. And it's email and it's clicking on a link. And <laughs> we could go on and on about that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because you and I work in email security. So it's like I was saying, no surprise that email breaches and network server breaches continue to affect the most people month over month. Uh, As we know, the name of the game in cybersecurity is to be proactive. From a customer success standpoint, what do you think are some proactive measures that companies can take? Sure. So it will ultimately save you money to have a member of your team that's actually focused on this issue. They're they're working on cybersecurity. Maybe they're your IT director, um, and they're also looking at this. Um, but, but having somebody that's focused on this, that's on your team is really important. Small organizations and earlier stage companies might not set a budget aside for InfoSec, but dealing with a data breach is far more costly to your bottom line and to your reputation. Yes, you, definitely. You, cannot, you can't really undo the damage to your reputation, assuming you have the money to clean up, you know, the problem. Even um, large corporations 
can yeah. barely get by saving their reputation and they have what seems like endless amount of money. Exactly. You're going to be spending many more millions in um, you know, hours worked by your marketing and PR departments <laughs> trying to pull you out of the, the dumpster fire. So yes. um, having somebody on your team is really important. And um, MSPs, managed service providers can help. We can make introductions. Um, and if you can't afford to have somebody on the team right now, getting an encrypted solution like ours, working with an account manager like myself and my colleagues can help fill that gap. You send us your concerns. We make it our priority to get to the bottom of them. Um, customer success managers are, are the secret bonus here at Talbox. <laughs> the secret bonus. Yes. Y'all are what makes our... You guys are what makes our customers happy. You know, you listen to their complaints and just, you know, earlier, Hoala Grievy, our founder, put out a blog post about you know, HIPAA compliant voicemail transcription service. We just literally launched it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. We had a social mixer. I don't know if you were on that mixer, Asia, but someone asked, they said, Hey, this is a pain point for me. And Hawala and one of our engineers went head down for, I don't know, 10 days and got it launched because mm -hmm. there was a there was a problem. And we were like, okay, we're gonna step up and fix it because that's who we are. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're really on the cutting edge of iterating on customer feedback. Um, I wasn't on that one because unfortunately I had bronchitis. You can probably still hear it in my voice a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I can, yeah, I can vouch for the fact that when you come to those social mixers or when you reach out to your um, your customer success managers, we prioritize the feedback you give us. Uh, if it's something that more than four people are interested in, you know, we really do um, make it a priority to come up with a solution. Um, and more than that, we just appreciate people telling us, you know, what's going on with them on the ground because we're, we're serving the healthcare industry broadly here, right? But within the industry, there's so many micro verticals of folks who are working in much more specific um, niches mm -hmm. and their needs might be totally different than, you know, a, like a, you know, a healthcare provider is different than an insurance provider. Um, and so we, we want to hear from you. We want to know what's important to you. And um, beyond obviously excellent security, um, we'll take your um, all of the different thoughts that you have into consideration. It, it even goes into the way that we design the platform. Uh, Definitely. So, so you, yeah, your, your um, feedback is super important to us. Definitely, because um, everyone's pain points are different. But as like mm -hmm. cybersecurity as a whole, doing the actions, like things that you should be doing are pretty, would you say are the same between like an individual level and a company level? I feel like those. I feel like things that you can do at home and at the work at the workplace are are very similar. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, maybe with the exception of hiring somebody to handle your IT, you're probably gonna have to do that at home. Um, but <laughs> uh, you, it is important to treat the the your home and your home network as seriously and securely as you would treat the office space, because you know, with this remote environment that we're in. Our all of our home servers um, and networks are uh, at risk, and mm -hmm. you have to take you have to take it just as seriously in your own home as you do at work. Um, and no matter how tight your budget is, this is this is for the individual. This is for the multinational corporation with a million dollar budget. You should routinely assess your systems for risk. Mm -hmm. You should have some kind of emergency action plan in place, um, whether on the individual level or. Um, you know, the larger level. And I'll get into that a little bit more with my, my monthly security tip. But when we're talking about a company, you need to know who's responsible for what mm -hmm. when the worst occurs. You have to have a plan of action. Definitely. Um, and you won't have that 
if you don't, you know, you don't think like an attacker. Um, we've seen companies who wait too long to communicate with their customers after a breach has occurred, and that leads that leads to lawsuits. Um, so I risk agree, assessments, as, yes, yeah, are so important. Yes, and as, you know, from like a marketing perspective, I work in marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, upfront, it is harder to admit fault, and it you think it looks bad, but in the long run, you know. Transparency is the name of the game, especially mm-hmm. in healthcare, especially in cybersecurity. So if something happens, it actually makes you look better in the long run to say, hey guys, we messed up. Like this is what we're doing. This is our plan. And like mm-hmm. you said, you can't do that if you don't have a plan set in place for it. Exactly. And and leadership that understands that um, getting the word out and taking it on the nose if that's what has to happen is is what you have to do. I, mm-hmm. you know, we had a situation earlier this summer um, where we had a brief outage and it taught us a lot about where our gaps were. And immediately we made some big infrastructure changes. Um, our CEO got on, um, we, we, we got a, he was on the phone and he was sending a personal email out to every single one of our customers to say, we messed up. We take ownership of this Here's what we're going to do to fix it. And by the end of the weekend, we had we had made all the changes we had promised. So, um, but not only that, know, let me add: not only did Hawala email yeah. all of our customers, he also posted a public blog on our website uh-huh. to to yeah. have accountability in all fronts. And while obviously, you know, Powerbox, we are a smaller company, so it is easier to make those decisions. But I think that it, I think it says a lot about our company and about our founder and how he really cares about our customers and the pain points and the problems. Exactly. And that's because he's got us telling him every week on the product meeting, here's what's happening for the customers. And and that loop, you know, that transparent loop of communication is so critical for customer success. Um, and, and I hope that, uh, I know some of our customers gave us feedback that they liked his approach so much that they've actually put it into um, their playbooks for when they have a problem. Um, so it feels it feels really good to have been part of that culture yeah. of accountability. What a great yeah. compliment. Uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, people outside of our industry might look at the news and see a lot of major cybersecurity attacks lately. The Colonial Pipeline, LinkedIn, just to name a few. But you and I work in the industry and we know attacks happen more often than that. What is the most unusual hacking or breach incident you've seen in the last month? Sure. I uh, I found the forefront dermatology breach interesting in that, to be honest, I found it a bit disappointing when I was doing my research. I read their press release, which was pretty vague, honestly. <laughs> As they are. Um, pretty, and I know, that, I know that there's a reason for that. And when you compare it to what happened with Kaseya, which we were talking about um, last month, last month it, mm-hmm. it took them a while to come up with the patch, right? But they were communicative from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I totally get that you need to take some time to investigate. You have to figure out what the heck happened. You don't want to go out guns blazing when you don't really know what's going on. And at the same time, you have to let the customer know. Yes, you don't have to let them know everything, but you everything, do have to let them know something. Exactly. So look, we're talking about 2.4 million people, more than that, really, you know, closer to 2.5, who were affected across 21 states, including Washington, or not including no, 21 states plus Washington, D.C. Let me get my... 22 right. states. Let's be real. 22 <laughs> states. Yes. D.C., you are a state. That's a lot of compromised PHI 
that we're talking about. The impact is it's millions of patients who are going to be susceptible to identity theft and fraud for years to come. Mm-hmm. And it took it it took forefront a month to talk about it. So guess what happened? There was a class action lawsuit that of was course. filed. Of course. And so when when you're thinking about do I have the budget to hire an infosex specialist for my company? The answer is yes. The answer is make make room. Make room for it. Or make, make someone room. on your team get mm-hmm. trained in this. Mm-hmm. Our COO takes, you know, takes these courses. It's the person. Yeah. He takes the classes to stay compliant. And I'm sure, I mean, it could have been his dream job. I'm sure it's no one's dream <laughs> job to be the compliance master. But if you want your business to grow and you want to take accountability and you want to be profitable now and into the future, the, mm-hmm. it, this, you just have to be proactive like this. It's a, we're, we're in 2021. Like It's a no-brainer now. Yeah. And there's just, there is no room for error because again, when, when a breach happens and it's not if, it's when, um, you are going to be paying a financial cost uh, that you can't really predict the 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 total impact of because there could be lawsuits, multiple lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to pay the reputation cost and you may never come back from that. So um, get, I mean, get your it's, it's, set it's up. so true. <laughs> I just keep thinking about companies that have lost their reputation from when I was little or younger and we still remember it now. Uh, but we go off on a way tangent about that. So I'm going to kick us back into gear. Um, what do you <laughs> recommend for individuals to do in their personal lives to be proactive about personal data breaches? Sure. Um, I'm glad you asked this because this is this is what the monthly security tip is all about. Uh, we spoke last month about how important it is to confirm that the emails you receive, especially anything involving money or clicking on a link, are actually coming from the person that you think they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I'm reiterating that because I had dinner with a family friend last week. She's um, she's a little older. She's not uh, she's not tech savvy. She would not describe herself as, as tech savvy. And she's also a very kind and trusting mm-hmm. person, a good Samaritan. And she is a trap for cybersecurity actors. Uh huh. She uh, she admitted that she'd been caught in a spoofing attack, and she purchased the gift cards. She spent the money because she truly believed the request came from another close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so this month we're going to take we're going to take security a step further. Um, what happened to her happened because of a Facebook data breach where login credentials were compromised, and so. Um, the bad actor was able to send out all these requests to mutual friends posing as mm-hmm, um, another person. person. Yeah, the person whose security um, was compromised. Um, and this is common. This is very common. 67% of data breaches are related to stolen credentials. It's financial um, catfishing. Exactly. Um, we get emails and alerts from our social media platforms, from our banks, places we shop like Target when these things happen. And I'll speak for myself. We don't take them seriously enough. I ignore them. I don't read. I don't read them. I don't change my passwords, and that's a problem. You have to change your password. I think you should do it right now, um, and you should also download a password manager. Um, there are so many different ones you can use without you know without having to pay a monthly subscription fee. Um, I personally like LastPass. You need to set that up and set a random sixteen-digit password for any account, particularly with financial or health information. I would recommend truly every account you have because um, if you visit, there's a website. There's a website called Have I Been Pwned? Um, so it's owned with a P. 
Um, oh, millennial, that's like, such a millennial thing to say. Such a millennial thing. Yeah, it's www.havibeenpwned.com. And that will actually show you uh, all the different data breaches that your email has been involved in. And it's not pleasant uh, to, to do that. I found 18 breaches that my email had been compromised in. And by accounts that I'd never even thought, like, I just... Uh-huh. Definitely. I, I mean... There were such throwaway accounts that I can't even name one right now. But it, it wasn't like my Wells Fargo or, um, you know, my my student loans, which please hack into those. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, they were they were things like uh, a, a, a food blog, the Zanga I, account, yeah, like a Zanga account, just ridiculous. So please do yourself, do me a favor. I'm asking personally, change your passwords, do it regularly. Get yourself a password manager. And- well, not only that, but to quote my um, guest from last week, Dr. Eric Cole, mm. set up two-factor authentication for everything. Mm. It is so annoying. It is. Uh, do you think that it I want to type in a password after a code after I type in my password for everything I do? No, but yep. I know that a hacker is not going to do it. There's no way they mm-hmm. can do this. Like just just add two th- two-factor authentication on everything. Do that and teach your children now as you're giving them phones and technology so that this is not a cybersecurity tip we have to give for the next 20 years. Honestly, honestly. And it's there's so many small tweaks you can make to mm-hmm. your um, cyber health, let's call it. Yes. Um, cyber hygiene. Annoying. Cyber hygiene, yeah. They may seem annoying um, in the moment, but as they become habits, they'll start, you won't think about them as much. And your your email will stop showing up on haveibeenpwned.com. Yep. Um, and I think that almost anybody out there listening has probably experienced some version of fraud, identity theft. Um, Definitely. You know, I had somebody bought a, a one-way ticket to Russia with my credit card once. And I was like, really? You think, That's so random. You think you're going to just slide this right on past me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, totally random. Um don't take your cyber hygiene for granted. Change your mm-hmm. password. <laughs> and that's your tip of the month, folks, from AJ Anderson. <laughs> okay, yes. thank you so much for joining me today. AJ, do you have any uh, more or last words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, subscribe to our blog. I have learned basically everything I know from our blog. Um, and we we have our sources. You know, We have the, the sources of where we get all that information too. Mm-hmm. So um, if you've got a couple of unplanned hours and you're really into uh, healthcare and, and security, read our blog. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I totally agree. And actually, I'm going to add a little plug in there. If there's a topic on our blog that you don't see, or if there's something yeah. that you'd like Asia and I to talk about in the future, please email mm-hmm. marketing, M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G at callbox.com and we'll add it to our podcast. But That'd anyway... Thanks again, Asia, for joining me and I will see you in a month. Amazing. Have a great week. Stay safe. Change your password. information about the Powbox HIPAA Breach Report or to see any of the information mentioned in this episode, please visit powbox.com slash blog. Don't forget to RSVP for our next social mixer on August 26th. This event is one hour, 100% virtual and 100% free. You'll also receive a complimentary beverage of your choice to your door the day of. Please send an email to Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H at powbox.com if you'd like to attend. 
Due to the rapidly changing landscape of COVID-19, we have decided to postpone Powbox Secure. The safety of our attendees, speakers, guests, sponsors, and employees is our top priority. For more information, please visit powboxsecure.com. For more information about the Powbox HIPAA breach report or to see any of the data mentioned in this episode, please visit powbox.com slash blog. As a reminder, you can listen to every episode of the Hippocritical Podcast on powbox.com or subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hippocritical Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Trump, signing off.